All right, welcome to the Sons of Fantasy Football League podcast brought to you by Red Triangle Sports. It's week 16, last week of the season, biggest week of the season. Joining me tonight, Shane Stein. It's great to be here, Matt. I know you're excited. Excited. You're one guy guy that'll always ride out the 16 weeks no matter what happens with your own team. I'm, uh, I'm exci- I haven't been this excited, I told you earlier today, I haven't been this excited for a fantasy matchup since <coughs> our, our 20, 2015 Super Bowl. So, yeah, and yeah. And I, I'm not even a part of this. Um, <laughs> also, since it's week 16 and it's championship week, I felt like it was appropriate to bring in the only guy that could dethrone me this season, Phil Bruce. Phil, how are I'll you? Tell you what, great. Great, great, great to be invited back. <laughs> and, and unfortunately, at this point in the season, I know that there's probably only going to be three or four listen, listeners to this podcast, but it's going to be an amazing week. This is it. It's the us three, and we'll probably get the two third-place guys listening. Everyone else. Yep. Yeah. Tuned out, or I'm, at least they should tune out. I'm going to send it out to my family, I think, everyone in my family, and ask them at Christmas dinner if they listen. So yeah, you guys should do the same. <laughs> Please subscribe. Yeah. I love you all. Yeah. Um, but no, seriously, we got rave reviews from the league last time you were on, buddy. So we're happy to have yeah. you on. High expectations. Let's there's a, there's a lot there's a lot of years in this triumvirate right here. A lot of, <laughs> a lot of experience. Yep. So there is. Yeah. Um, I guess we'll get the boring stuff out of the way first. So Shane, I'm assuming you have some maybe stump the Schwab style trivia. <laughs> Super Bowl three. Um, so everything kind of has a little Super Bowl. Four, <coughs> um, at least in my own mind, anyway. Super Bowl three, um, and I'm Bart Starr. <laughs> I don't even know if he was in three, but I know he won two out of the first three. All right. It's no. It's no secret that you guys have been pretty much the two best teams in the league now for probably the last over the last month or maybe more. Um, you guys have a lot of great players on your teams. It's going to be exciting to see who the highest scorers are in this year's SOFFL Super Bowl. What I'm looking for are the highest scoring fantasy players from the last five Super Bowls for each team in real life. So I'm looking for the highest fantasy scorer, running back or wide receiver. Obviously the quarterbacks are out of this. Somewhat a position player that scored the most fantasy points for his team in the Super Bowl. So we're going back to the 2013 game, which was the Ravens, 49ers, and not. Okay. Ten names. Dear God. God. that's, That's the Super Bowl we're starting with. Yes, and then the last, so the last five Super Bowl games. But you can pick any of them. You pick any of them. There's All ten right. players, ten different names. Yep. Um, you want to go first, Phil? I'm thinking. <coughs> I, can't, I can't even. All right. This, this is a risky toss, but I'm, 
I'm going to take a stab at it from, from that game. How about Jacoby Jones? Jacoby Jones did have a good game that game, but he was not the leading scorer for the Ravens. Um, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna throw out a name that I think has a good chance of hitting Julian Edelman. Uh, Julian Edelman is on the list. I don't know. I don't uh, ask me the game. I don't know. 2015 game, he was the leading scorer against the Seahawks. Okay. 23.1 fantasy points. I thought last game, last year's game would be easy for you guys, but I um. James oh. White. James White had 39.9 fantasy points last year. Just a ridiculous game. Uh, actually, he had 41.9. Sorry, that's got the two-point conversion. Um, Julio Jones was a sick freak in that game. Julio Jones. Julio Jones was not the no. leading scorer for the Falcons. Okay. Then it was, yeah, all right. That's right, I forgot. Never mind. I'll let you take it, Phil. I'll t- let you take the layup. Was it, uh, was it Sanu? No. It was not, it was not Muhammad. Free, Freeman ran no. wild. Devontae Freeman did run wild. He had 19.1 fantasy points last year. Okay, so uh, I'm, uh, okay, so this is running back or wide receiver. It's not highest scoring wide receiver, highest scoring running back from each team. No, yeah. No, it's okay, the so highest that, scoring sorry, fantasy that. player for each team. Sorry, that's bad radio. Sorry about that. So far, you guys have gotten three. Greg, remember, there, Greg, Greg Olson for the Panthers. It was not Greg Olson, but that is a good guess. That means it was Ted Ginn Jr. Ted Ginn Jr. was second. Oh, come on. Four fancy points that year. Benjamin? <laughs> No, the he had, Panthers one is the hardest one on the board. It's Philly. Guys it's Philly Brown. No, Stewart. It it's Philly Brown. It's Philly Brown. Ten points was the high score for the Panthers in that game. How about Demarius Thomas? Demarius Thomas had a huge game in that Seahawks game where they got blown out. Twenty-five point three points for the Broncos that game. And huge, it was huge game. And it was Sanders against the Panthers. No. It was not Sanders. Then it, was the Panthers. it must have been CJ. It was CJA. Just remember, there's always a reason that I ask these questions, guys. All right, I, I have a guess. How about Percy Harvin? It was not Percy Harvin. Dougie, Dougie B. Dougie B was the leading scorer <laughs> in that 2014 Bron- game against the Broncos. 15.1 points was the high. For the Seahawks offense. Alright, so we got the last three Super Bowls. Um, that was, Dougie B was the high for the Seahawks versus the Broncos. You do not have the 2015 game for the Seahawks. Always a reason uh, uh, that I ask these questions, fellas. Was, was that Richardson? Nope. <coughs> what was the guy's name? Oh, God. Always a reason that I ask these questions. Underlying messages. Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn Lynch was the leading <laughs> scorer for the Seahawks. I just had to pull up Phil's roster real quick. <laughs> yeah. 20.8 fantasy points. The name you were looking for was Chris Matthews. That's it. That was the receiver that had the big game. Yeah. Alright, so we need, we need uh, Ravens Niners yet, right? That's all you got left, yeah. Niners was um, 
Crabtree? Good, good job, Matt. Michael Crabtree had 20.4 fantasy points that night. The whole Niners team just absolutely exploded. <laughs> they had huge numbers. That was all because of the blackout. Rigged. Ravens. I forget if that was pre or post Ray Rice. I'm going to say Ray Rice. It was not Ray Rice. No. Steve Smith. It was not Steve Smith. This guy will be in the Hall of Fame someday, though. Probably joining Steve Smith. I'd say this guy's more of a lock than Steve Smith. Oh, Anquan Bolden. Yeah, he was really good. Great grab. I got my ass kicked. Jason, pretty good with that. Pretty good with that. If you guys want a bonus question. Yeah, I got all night. I got no I got all night. <laughs> I got nowhere to be. Um, Tom Brady God is twenty five and nine in the playoffs. Can you name the quarterbacks that have beaten him in the playoffs? There are five. Yep. <clears throat> Phil, you want the first crack? Sorry, the connection broke up. Can, can you repeat the question? Tom Brady's 25-9 and nine in the playoffs, and then what? I'm looking for the five quarterbacks that have beaten him in those nine games. Mark Sanchez. That is correct. That hurts to write down, Shane. It does. Uh, I'll just take Peyton Manning. Correct. Three times. Eli, obviously, twice. Mr. Flacco? Twice, of course. Well, it's not Nick Foles, Alex Smith, Tyrod Taylor, or Russell Wilson, (laughs) so why are you asking this question? (laughs) (laughs) No, this one's just for for fun. Yeah. Because I love Tom Brady. I'm guessing this okay. is the hard one right here. This is that? this is the hard one right here. This is the hard one right here, yeah. I really don't remember any other playoff exits for Tom Brady. Well I got two names in mind. I obviously have Ben in mind, but I don't think it was him. Um I got Rich Gannon and and Cordell Stewart in mind, but I don't know if it was either one. It was not either of those guys. Okay. The reason you guys might be forgetting the exit is because this was his first. Jets. No. (laughs) Jake Plummer. Jake the Snake Plummer. Oh my god was the first QB to beat Tom Brady in the playoffs after starting, uh, I believe it was 10 and out. Yeah. Jake the Snake. The next Phil Rivers. Yeah. The next Jake the Snake. <laughs> <laughs> That's two straight weeks, I think, Jake Plummer's come up on the podcast. <laughs> I try to, try to keep him relevant. Fegley was on to something at draft day. <laughs> uh, 
Shane's got somewhere to be tonight. All right, so let's go over biggest storylines of the 2017 Sons of Fantasy Football League season. Um, just the biggest things that have gone down this year. It's the last, probably the last show of the week or the last show of the year. So, just wanted to talk about the last 16 weeks. It's been fun. This has been, this has been a good season. Obviously, it's always better for me when I'm winning. Um, but I think it's been a good season. We only have two players that have never made the playoffs so far in the Sons of Fantasy Football League. So I guess let's start off there. Uh, bowl and tie. Before you do that, I, I didn't notice the hop in your step that you've had. Me? Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, I know. It, it's been hard to notice. Yeah, I know. You hide it well. Yeah, I mean, when you only, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, when you go to four or five Super Bowls, and the only one you don't make is the one where Eddie and Shane drug you down, it's it's hard not to. There's only one of, there's one of them I have to lose this week. Hey, I'm not the guy that said let's not start DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> yeah, I know. We Did, still lost. Didn't make a difference, yeah. I just I need to lose to my wife this week. I can't I can't I don't want to win that game. I don't there's no money on the line. I nobody paid attention except for me, you and my dad and Libby. Um my dad had two teams in that league, still couldn't get to the title game. But um yeah, it's been it's been a fun year. So yeah, let's start off bowl and tie. Only teams not to make the playoffs in the Sons of Fantasy Football League in our three short seasons. Um, which one of those guys do you think gets there for the first time, possibly next year? Yeah, I'll, I'll start it off. So, I love what, what Bull's done with his keepers. Now, we've seen other people enter a season with great keepers and, and have it just fall apart, but you have feeling who is, what, second or third in, in the league in receiving yards this year. Devontae Freeman, who's just a, a fantasy beast. I mean, he's a little bit down this year, but he, at, at his value, I think he's a top 10 guy. I think he's in great shape for next year. Yeah, I mean, this is a tough question because I think it's got to be bull based on the keepers, the way he set himself up. I mean, he has a bunch of options here. I mean, Devontae Freeman, Adam Thielen, um, Kenyon Drake. Drake coming on has been looking like a beast. I mean, I'm not saying he's going to keep him. I see Phil shaking his head, but... Yeah, Drake stinks. Um, Drake stinks. Drake, Drake's been pretty good. <laughs> he stinks. Um, <laughs> I, I think he's a little better than you guys think. Um, but yeah, he set himself up by well and has the cash. Yeah, and get, and get me every piece of that Dolphins rushing attack season in, season out, baby. I want all of it. <laughs> and he's... Also set up in a division where we have three guys that, that are going to be starting with 25 less bucks. So, I mean, I'd like to think that Bowl is going to be near the top of that division to start the year. Who else is down 25? Uh, isn't it you, Phil, and Eddie? I didn't spend 25. Uh, you didn't? You're down, what, 15? 10. 10? Okay. All right, fine. <laughs> No, that no, it's a good point. Um, no, I am down. I am down fifteen. Sorry, but then you got to look. You got to look at Ty's division, and yeah, Ty's in a great. Guys that are going to be down in that division as well. It's just I don't know that he has the keepers to to make that that twenty five dollars mean so much. Well, I think he keeps Dalvin Cook, and even though he's off an ACL, I think we saw enough of him to be excited about. 
what he could be. I mean, I think none of us are going to be down on the Vikings for next year. I think we like that offense. Um, And then by getting $25, I think he's in a position to go out and trade for a keeper. There's going to be guys out there. Um, Spears can't keep both Wentz and Rodgers. I think you start off with Rodgers and Cook. I think you're probably happy with that for a team that has really struggled to have an identity in the first three years in the league. So, um, I I think Bowl has the better chance, but I, I like Ty next year. He's a smart dude. He's not going to stink at this forever. He's going to figure it out. So, um, I like Ty. All right. Um, let's, since we ended talking about Ty, rookie of the year has to go to the only rookie in the of the year in the league this year. But I thought Mick was a great add to the league. I thought he did a nice job. Obviously, had some some success. Won the Elway Division. Finds himself in the third place game this week. Um, very. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We all didn't have to chip in an extra five bucks at the playoff party to cover him. Thank you. Um, thank you, Perkyo and Power. So, <laughs> or Ginger, Ginger Deadheads, whatever the other name was that he tried to come up with the one year. It's messed up, guys. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. If, I, if, I could, if I could just jump in here and stop the bleeding from the commissioner. Yeah, I know. Congratulations to, uh, to, to these guys. Rookie of the year. It's, it's quite the accomplishment. Great first year. Um, <laughs> He was doing things that were logical throughout the season. Like after weeks three or four, he's like, oh, I, I need uh, another strong number two player here. I'm actually going to reach out to other members of the league and, and try and make a trade happen. We have you know, other other owners that, that wouldn't do that. So he was active. He was engaged. He had a great season. And you know, I, I, I think he was a great out of the league. Yeah, I, I think he had, he had a really underrated season. because I mean, we didn't really know what to expect from him. And he really snuck up on and had a really, really strong close. I think he won six straight to grab, to grab that division. I mean, that's he got he got really hot at the right time. He kind of rode Keenan Allen there in the second half of our season. Um, I, I like a couple things. I like the fact that he was middling and he wasn't afraid to go for it. That's big. That's to me shows, you know, that's a great type of player to have in the league. I love the brother aspect of it. I love that little thing between the two of them. Um, so yeah, very happy to have. What are you? What are you shaking your head about? I, I'm just saying the family member thing is something that's a little bit of a sensitive subject for this season. I know so people are really upset about you and Shane. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Every time, every time yeah. you and Shane come up, my dad's like, "Oh, they must be up drinking Yingling together." It's like. <laughs> And then I have to remind him that Phil's classy now and he drinks Chesterfield Ale. He doesn't drink England yeah. anymore. So. Yeah, the Chetties. <laughs> speaking, speaking of, uh, I guess it's time to announce I do owe, owe Phil a sixer of Chetty. <laughs> oh, yeah. Why, why don't you share with the group what, what, what the bet was? I think it was uh, week three or four. I'm not sure what week it was. Somewhere around there. Uh, we, we had a bet rest of the season Kareem Hunt versus Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> <laughs> Do I have to check the numbers on that, or are we just going to give me the win? I think uh, Kareem Hunt needs to put up about 100 in the last two weeks here, and Bell needs to be inactive. So Nice. I think uh, I think you won that one, buddy. Yeah. I'll put it in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, next topic. So we're kind of talked about how 
couple teams haven't made the playoffs. One team that's made the playoffs all three years, Mr. Hammer himself, Kevin Butler. The problem is he's got a little Andy Dalton in him. Um, has yet to win a game in the postseason, and he's aware of it. He texted me to ask me if it was true, and I said, yeah, it's absolutely true. Um, he's been great. I don't see any reason to believe he won't compete again next year. But when do you think Butler will ever get off the schneid in the playoffs? Well, we've, we've talked about it before. Right? Fantasy is at, at the best odds you're going to get in a playoff matchup. 55 or 60% chance <laughs> of winning. It's, it's a crapshoot. It's, it's luck. Um, Butler has a, a pretty aggressive strategy. He'll get some stars and then hope the rest works out this season. Um, some puzzling moves, I'll say. Keeping James Conner on the bench when wasn't really he's not even a clear cut hand, handcuff, right? So if Le'Veon Bell would go down, Conner's going to be in a committee. I, you know, stuff like that looked a little bit to me didn't, didn't make a whole lot of sense, and that roster spot could have been better used elsewhere. But he'll 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 get off the schneid. Yeah, I mean you just got to keep giving yourself chances. I mean Butler's basically done the same thing for three years. And built a really strong top top of his lineup. Um, kind of just pieced together <coughs> the two flex spots and the tight end spot. Um, it's always, he's always just searching in those three spots to try to try to find guys that are gonna do anything for him. Um, but he's always been strong, like top four or five guys um, that have carried him. And I mean, it's worked. He's been he's he's consistently gonna win like six, seven, eight games. Like put himself right there in the playoff hunt. Um, it worked again this year. Had another strong season. You just, you just gotta get, you gotta get some luck <laughs> in the playoffs. Um, he just three years in a row. Now. I, I don't know what the exact numbers are, but I feel like he's failed to score a hundred points in any of his playoff matches. Well, I remember, I remember like details of his three playoff exits. Um, the first year, Andy Dalton breaks his thumb on the first series against the Steelers, I believe, and. The rest of his team put up a decent game, I think, but he lost Dalton, who was on fire that year. Very, very good quarterback in 2015. Uh, last year, he lost McCoy, I think, and Melvin Gordon, like a week or two before the playoffs, decimated his team. Um, and then this year, he obviously gets a zero from Jimmy Graham, or a zero from his defense, and negative .1 from Aaron Jones. So, like, just the exits, like you said, Phil, extremely unlucky. Um, I do know why he kept James Conner. That was the one time Butler's ever played the long game. He's He he thinks there's a chance Bell's not back in Pittsburgh next year, so he thought Conner would be a great $1 keeper. So, Got it. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I, I think Bell will be back, but it's that that is a big... One dollar player to get if that were to be the case. So yeah, I mean, but that that's an expensive roster spot you're using for a full year ahead, and at the same time you're trading away draft cash for next season. So are you short term or are you long term? Yeah, he, yeah, he, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I understand. Not everyone. Yeah, whatever, not whatever your identity is, just stick to it, right? It's hard. It's hard. It's not, but it is for some people. So. Uh, someone that had a good season, uh, Butler's arch nemesis this season, could not beat this man. He was 3-0. I'm here to tell you, 
Troy Spears is better than we all think he is at fantasy football. I know he's always the laughing stock of the draft. He's five minutes late, never has his money, usually needs someone to print out a sheet and give it to him. I think he's better at this game than we all think. Well, the thing the thing that uh, I like about Spears is he doesn't overcomplicate it like we do. I think. Yeah. Um, we 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 have a lot. We have some guys in the league. I, I think all three of us can be guilty of it at times. I know I can. Like we we overcomplicate things. We get a little too in depth. Um, Spears looks his Spears looks at his team and says, "I want these five guys on my team. I want. I'm going to get these really good. These guys are good players. I'm going to keep them on my team. And I'm going to go with it. I mean, he doesn't just." sit there and nitpick his lineup I feel like throughout the season um, he goes into the draft saying hey this is what I want and he, and he kind of has executed it the last two years yeah I, I, I agree 100% I think he, he's great for the league he was really um, he really livened up the draft day so he came in with a strategy he saw some other values were going for a lot less than he thought they were worth made people pay for it I, th- I thought he did a, a real nice job it's really tough to overcome an, an injury to who is by far the best fantasy quarterback in, in Aaron Rodgers? He can't. That in a twelve-team league, that's not something you, you can do. It and he, I mean, he was he was able to do it <coughs> right, by, by by filling in for um, with with Carson Wentz, but still. Yeah, I think you know we all like to think that there's a difference between knowing football and knowing fantasy football. I'm not sure there's much of a difference. I know Spears doesn't necessarily always look ahead and think about who's playing who a couple weeks from now and I should start building my team this way. But I think he can watch a game and pick out some things that he sees and I think that's what helps him. So, And like you said, he keeps it simple. He's not on there trying to find the next handcuff. He's happy with the guys he has. He's not swinging. He's not missing a lot because he's not swinging a lot. So... He's just yeah, and, and there's a lot to be said for that. I mean, he goes with guys that are like, he sees a guy out there that that's gonna put up nine, ten points, and says, "I'd rather have him than than maybe take a, a long shot on on stacking some some running backs that might not see the field for three, four weeks." Yeah, yeah. Forever. Yeah. Speaking of, I gotta get Devonte Booker off this team. I gotta see if Peyton Manning's still in the database. <laughs> yep. <laughs> he is. Yeah. No, I don't. Know. We're gonna get there because we're gonna get to your team and what you did last night. So, <laughs> and that was a direction. That was a directive from Spears. So, um, disappointing years for Fegley, Scher, and Stein. Uh, three of the better teams the last couple of years. Fegley struggled, but he made the championship uh, in year two. Sure, had been a top scorer last year and stays competitive even when his team is down and out. And Stein coming into this year was like the all-time wins regular season leader that never won anything in the playoffs in the league history. So, um, <laughs> it's a tough year for you guys. I have no reason to think all three of you won't be back next year, but it was definitely a storyline. It allowed some some teams like Mick that. Obviously, he was a rookie, but we hadn't seen him around before. Um, Eddie and I got back into it after terrible years last year, so it opened up some doors for some other teams. Yeah, I mean, we were uh, all three of us have been pretty pretty consistent the first two years. And I think for I think we have to separate sure from our 
me and Fegley this year, I mean, sure, just got devastated. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's anyone in the league that can lose David Johnson and Odell Beckham in the first couple of weeks of the season and, and recover. I mean, that's just, that's really, you have to be so lucky to recover from that. I mean, to be, I wasn't sure when, four or five games. I mean, that's still incredible. I think he won two down the stretch, too, against uh, Butler and Spears. Yeah, I mean, you lose two guys that are clear-cut <coughs> first-round picks um, in any draft, and it, you're just you're just fighting an uphill battle. It's, it's going to be too hard. Um, as far as Fegley, I mean, he Fegley just battles, man. He battles. He... he he struggled this year, but I mean, he still ends up at six and seven. He lost the um, game by point oh four, two Spears. He makes the playoffs if Spears loses that game and he wins it. He lost by he lost by a passing yard. Think yeah. about that one passing yard, the easiest thing in the game to do. He lost by. Yeah, I mean, I have no reason to believe that Fegley won't be back next year. He's always competitive. And- he always seems to find a way to, to make things work for his roster. Um, for myself, clear clear disappointment. Um, had a really nice roster this year. Um, really really liked my squad at the beginning of the year. Um, middle of the season just killed me. Um, really didn't didn't pan out well from weeks like four through four through ten. Uh, I think I won two games, one game in that stretch. Um, and if you don't trade Antonio Brown, you would have made the playoffs. Uh, incorrect. I would not have. Really? <laughs> oh. Yeah, I would not have. Oh, sorry. This is bad radio. It, it, bad it, ended, radio. it ended up not mattering. Um, but yeah, it would have been would have been fun in week week thirteen having a chance. But I would not have would not have made it. I think some things would have changed if you had kept him, and you would have made it. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we'll we'll be back next year. Um, I'm not worried about where my team stands. I still like my keeper options. I have that extra $25 of cash. I'll be ready to go. Yeah, it was a really interesting year for, for T-Bag. Shane, I thought, left the draft with the best team that he's ever had. Kareem Hunt popping off in week one. Having Kareem Hunt, Antonio Brown, and Gronk on a team, you, you got to think you can piece together something else with the, with those with those superstars. I mean, Mike, Mike Evans had a really disappointing season. You're going to see the likes of, like, Des Bryant finish ahead of Mike Evans in fantasy points, and that's... I mean, Tampa Bay just went the other direction this year, but really disappointed to, to see what happened to T-Bag. Now, that being said, I think I found my recipe for success <coughs> not playing not playing Shane Stein in the fantasy playoffs for my team. <laughs> it really worked out in my favor. Uh, but moving on to the other guys, if, if you're going to have a bad season, and I mean, outside of Shane, if you're going to have a bad season, it's normally due to injuries, which is what happened to Abusement Park. I mean, they, they just got crippled. Um, or you just had a bad draft. And Fagley had a bad draft, I thought, in, in my opinion. The, the amount of money that he threw out there for, for the likes of James Winston, um, just it, it, it didn't work. And I thought that was a lot to overcome. He's still, um, you know, I, I think he's still set up okay for next year. But, yeah, I, I, I thought he, he lost that before the season began. Yeah, he, it felt like he was always fighting an uphill battle right from week one. So, I know he had Edelman, 
Spencer Ware on his team. I think he had a couple of the tough injuries there. Um, but, yeah, they always felt like he was running uphill. Another team that from week one was running uphill, I felt like we saw some chinks in the armor of the St. Louis Patriots. Shane's favorite team in the league. I think the second most productive team in the first two years. Uh, another team that struggled. He's still working his tail off to get back to 500 this week. Hopefully to finish 8-8. Eight and eight. Um, But we saw Papakaz struggle a little bit this year. Um, I don't know if it was the fact that we got rid of kickers and he couldn't roster Justin Tucker or what it was, but... Um, I mean, we're going to be gentle as possible here. There's no reason not to be. No reason not to be. He's my favorite owner. Um, no more... <laughs> have no more respect for anyone in the league than Papakaz. And don't call him out for me. The word, the trade that crippled him was Ingram. If he holds on to Ingram, he never trades Julio well, and Kelsey. You, you keep well, saying this. You keep saying that. That's completely wrong. Ingram is the fifth overall running back. Marvin Jones is the twelfth overall wide receiver. You're acting like it's this egregious trade. He didn't that need... Julio, that Julio for Chris Carson didn't happen. He didn't, he didn't need <laughs> like, receivers. Like we're, just, we're just forgetting that. He didn't need receivers. He didn't need receivers. He was chasing running backs all season. That's why he made the trade for Chris Carson and Jonathan Stewart. Because he needed running backs. He traded Mark Ingram. You're ridiculous. Yeah, I, I understand. I'm not saying it was a bad trade when it started, but it ended up being the one that crippled him. That one came first. Not having CJ Anderson on his team, you think that helped him? He, was, he, was, he became good again like two weeks ago. Dude was awful for like ten weeks. I haven't started him yeah. since week six, and I run him, throw him out there in the semifinals, 150 yards. Because you acquired so much <laughs> talent in that trade. Yeah, I mean, it's no question that the trades this year backfired on the Patriots, and we've seen that the Patriots are a team that aren't afraid to make some moves. And, and he made, year. and he made some of the worst trades you guys are ever, you guys are saying you ever seen, and he still almost made the playoffs. No, 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 no. You're, you're saying. That Marvin Jones trade was the one that tripled. tripled I didn't. I, like your trade is so much worse. So you're the one saying he's made so many horrible trades. Oh, my God. I'm saying he made one bad trade. That's all I'm saying. Is that is, is that not okay? Is that is that criticizing too much? One bad trade. So oh, I, I think he made two bad trades. Uh, actually, I think he made three. But I, th- I, think, I mean, you can't lose. You can't, you have, you're looking at a team that had Mark Ingram, Travis Kelsey, Julio Jones. C.J. Anderson, I mean, that's a Carson, good roster right there. Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz, like, this is a good roster. Yeah. Um, he tried He made. Tried to make some moves, got a little fancy, and and none of them worked out. So, I mean, I mean that, that's kind of what just killed him this year. I mean, he tries to make some big moves, and they didn't pan out this year. But, I mean, he had a, he had a team that would be right there. Which is easy to say now. But, yeah. At, at the time when he's making those trades, the, the one I thought was bad, um, the, the other ones I'm okay with. And it, so you, as, were as okay, you, said, you were okay with Kelsey for Amir Abdullah? Kyle Rudolph and Amir Abdullah. Yeah, yeah. So you were okay with Kelsey for Amir Abdullah? <laughs> Rudolph's yeah. been awesome. Rudolph's the, the, like a yeah. number seven overall tight end. Yeah, you're yeah, a tool, you're a tool, yeah, Shane. Last, you're a tool. The last three weeks he's gone off, but like, yeah, I, I was fine. <clears> it was terrible. Yeah, I, I, I was fine with that one. Rudolph's better than Abdullah. Um, you could say it was Rudolph for Kelsey. Either way. <laughs> Especially because he, he needed a running back. I mean, a top three tight end who's clearly a, a, a double-digit 
producer every week for two guys that are. He needed. Like, he don't, don't, yeah. don't get me started on Kelsey, but. Oh, he if he plays like this week, he there. is gonna have a monster. <laughs> <laughs> and you called that as soon as that trade went down. problem is I think they said he has an illness I'm not sure if it's like a flu bug or if it's syphilis but yeah <laughs> seems like he seems, seems like that kind of guy I don't know um all right let's we're done talking about Papa Cos. he'll be back next year nobody hates losing more than him um second most relevant storyline in the 2017 season the race in the far division far division was um I thought it had the three best teams in it all year. Four, I actually think it had the four best teams. Me, Eddie, Phil, and Shane, I thought were the four best teams most of the year. I think I documented that in the power rankings most of the year. I always had Butler up there with us, mainly because one of the things I do in the power rankings is your likelihood to make the playoffs. I thought Butler was the class of the um, LA most of the year, but I thought the four best rosters were really us three and Eddie. The only four people to appear on a podcast this year, so um, it was the Farve was fun, and I think it will be fun again next year. Yeah, I, I definitely think it will be. I mean, I, I don't, I don't think you're wrong in your assessment there. I think uh, there was no question the Farve was a little stronger this year uh, than the Elway. I think uh, top to bottom, the Farve was just. I mean, you could really all six teams were, were pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, in the in the in the L way, I think there there were like two teams. I mean, with sure obviously going down early, and, and Ty's team just having the keeper situation that they did, um, it made that division a little a little weaker. Um, but yeah, it's, it's going to be fun for next year. I can't wait. Yeah, just just looking at the numbers, the the far was was head and shoulders better than L way. Um, the three highest scoring teams in the league were in the Favre. The fourth was Butler with fourteen eleven, and the fifth was Shane with fourteen oh four. So you know that right there, you can easily say the top four teams because that, that that that's pretty even. You can easily say the top four teams were in the Favre division. I, it was it was tough um, for for sure, but it, it seems that it was. You know, I, I have no reason to think that it's not going to be the same way next year. Shane probably would have had more points than Butler if he hadn't right. if he okay. had if he hadn't quit on beast mode and uh, shipped him in the second worst trade in the league this year. <laughs> beast mode from Artavis Bryant, who beast mode beast mode finally got good after he left Shane's roster. So I don't regret it at all. <laughs> I don't want him on my team ever again. <laughs> yeah, guy's a quitter. He seems like the type of character guys that you usually go after. <laughs> Yeah. There's no shot he plays again next year, right? No, he's done. He's retiring. Um, Number one storyline in the 2017 Sons of Fantasy Football League season was the clear need for trade deadline um, changes because of just a clear dump move (laughs) between two best friends and lovers. Um, no, I'd say that tongue in cheek. I, regardless of what happened with you guys you this year, that close? 
That was a bad one, too. That's what I'm saying. Like, regardless of what you guys did, I think yeah. this is something we knew that was going to happen at some point. And I think, Shane, you called it um, by saying, you know, what's stopping someone from trading a guy like Odell Beckham for $5 just to get their money? Um, so it definitely needs revisiting. I'm going to call um, President Trump, see if we can get, like, what he did to reform taxes. See if I can get some ideas for how to reform our trade deadline. You know, he seems to be the guy to go for stuff like this. So, yeah, not to get too far into it, but what do you guys? I mean, I'm going to toss this idea around at the lead party when we talk about this. Um, I've, I've spoken to a couple people about limiting the amount of trades you can make within each team. Like, I can only you can only trade with another team so many times throughout the course of a season or the course of I mean just so we, we have I mean everyone seems to I, we, I know Eddie was, was talking about how there's like a buddy system and everyone seems to have their trade partner um, maybe if we limit it hey you can only make one trade with each team throughout the season it, that, yeah that's not a solution but that definitely needs to be visited yeah. um, I mean I made two trades with my dad um, you guys made two trades together Fegley and uh, Butler made two trades together. Mick and Ty would have if Ty didn't get all the money in the first deal. Um, so I agree. I think that's something that we definitely should talk about. I don't think it solves all our issues, but I think it would definitely no. help them. Yeah. Just something, just something to think about. I'm just trying to think of, of ways we can get... I mean, I, I don't think it's been too bad as far as like league interaction from 1 to 12, but, I mean, yeah, there are some teams I feel like that, that haven't really, that don't ever talk to anyone, like, like everyone has everyone has their, their trade pockets, let's put it that way. It's yeah. that way. And the commissions are the deepest. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that, that helps a little bit, Shane, I, I don't think it, I don't think it fixes the problem. No, the trade deadline needs to be moved. That that will fix the not fixed totally, yeah. but it will help. Or what some people perceive to be the problem. Uh, um, what? I'll, I'll help out and, and make um, you know suggestions to whatever rules we want to put out in place. But I prefer not to speak about some of the trade deadline challenges from the season. <laughs> no, I'm not here today to talk about the past. <laughs> well. So this is you effectively skipping. You're telling us right now you're not coming to the playoff party. No. And you're gonna you're gonna text in for votes again. No, I'll be there. All right. I didn't say that. Yeah. Okay. I thought you were saying you declined to speak on it. Was um, no, I don't. I don't. No, I don't want to speak on what happened this season. Because you know it's crooked. No, I'm just kidding. I don't no, want to upset you. Talk about the past. In all honesty, though, we're, we're, we're getting a pretty fair final now that Antonio's out and it's looking like Julio's going to be hobbled. <laughs> so both robberies are... Oh, my God. <laughs> Julio Decoy Jones, baby. Run him out there. You guys are... T- yeah, whatever. <laughs> I'm going to make the best decision for my team on Sunday. <laughs> nothing, nothing like spending Christmas Eve glued in front of the television not talking to anyone in your family. Um, the year. <laughs> <laughs> no, come on, man. It's just Santa's time to shine, not mine. Um, 
All right, we are getting in there. So we're just going to pick winners for the third place matchup. But first, I have to get something off Spears' chest for him. He needed a quarterback this week. He had two guys targeted. He didn't think he had any need to put a bid in for either one of them because he wanted to wait a little longer to make his decision. His guys that he wanted were Tyrod Taylor or Blake Bortles. He wakes up this morning and he can't add Tyrod Taylor. (laughs) He wants to know why. And if you don't give the right answer, he's saying, don't wear your glasses to the playoff party is what he said. (laughs) Oh, man. I'm sorry, Spurs. That sucks. And the the answer I know you're going to give isn't going to suffice to make something up. It was totally in jest. I wanted to make sure Tyrod Taylor was the first man up to receive his championship ring for the Seawolves. All he's done for my squad throughout the years, really helping them get to this point <laughs> in, in our franchise's history. The guy stepped up. He's been a keystone member of this franchise. We really wanted him to retire a Seawolf and, and go out in championship form. This is Jerome Bettis returning to Detroit. Correct me if I'm wrong here, but you, you were the first guy that kind of gave Tyrod a shot in our league, were you not? Uh, yeah. Nobody else wanted him. I, I, I grabbed him. I, I groomed him. That was the, the uh, that he was. That was the what, like sixteen dollar bid or something? Yeah, a few times I've bid like fifteen. Or I was gonna say we've had the only one that's bid. We've had forty eight weeks of Sons of Fantasy Football League football. I think he has like twenty eight starts for the Sea Wolves, but he's had like twenty four <laughs> stints with the Sea Wolves. It's like he picks yeah, him up, yeah. drops him, picks him up, drops him. It's a love hate. The the number five will be hanging in the rafters of the Sea Wolves someday. Um, I get it. You know, me and Shane did this every year. We played. We always would clean our bench out, and <laughs> I always added like Tebow and Favre, and he'd add Scam, and you know, I guess you always had Scam, but yeah, we always add would add dumb players. This is about as dumb as it gets. I just feel bad that it might cost the guy 25 bucks, but that's fine. Whatever. We know this is a me, me, me league, so. Yeah, no, it's a big boy league. I would have so started Bortles you anyway. Up, you got a bit on him. You have to draft him. <laughs> I would have started Bortles. Right. Any- Bortles was the play anyway, so I think he made the right decision. At least, I yeah, this is, this is where we're at in 2017. I'm starting Blake Bortles in a championship matchup this week. I picked him up last week just in case Rodgers didn't play, and that was my last pickup of the year. So you get 30 pickups, and that was the last one I used. So thank God I did that. Because I could have picked up Foles this week, but I think I'd still rather have Butler, uh, Bortles. So. Foles is risky. You don't know if that game's going to have any meaning or not Monday night. Yeah. Um... So he adds Blake Bortles. Who do you guys think wins this one? Projected to be about a one-point game. Should be a good one between the Mad Dogs and Ice Cream for third place. I'm going to go with Spears. I think uh, team shits ice cream. Agreed. Spears pulls it out. I think he wins by 20. Wow. Um... I'm going to take the Mad Dogs. I don't like 
Kerwin Williams or Austin Hooper. Don't think they're very good at football. Um, and not that I think, like, I mean, Jay is not really good at football either, I guess, but um, I'm going to take so the Mad Dogs. I think the Mad Dogs have... That, oh, sorry, go ahead. I think the Mad Dogs have a better roster, that's all. So, for my own curiosity, speaking of Austin Hooper, what time did you go to bed on Monday night watching that game? I watched the whole game. Yep, I know it. <laughs> How nervous were you the entire game? Um, once it got to the fourth quarter, I felt pretty good about it, but... Well, once, no. Freeman, once Freeman fumbled in the end zone, and I oh, saw yeah, a tight end. That's what I was going to ask. I'm like, oh, no. I saw, a tight end with, I saw a tight end with an eight on the jersey. That's, I was like, yeah. oh, my God. That was, not a good, <laughs> that was not a good point in my life right there. I was yelling at my iPad. Um, had to watch the replay to actually figure out who... Who it was? Um, that yeah, that would have about done it for me. I would have been pretty pissed off. <laughs> All right, let's get into the game. Everyone wants to talk about the reason why Phil's here, the reason why Shane's here. Um, we'll start off with the underdog, the Desert Dogs. Um, can Russell Wilson bounce back this week, or did you guys have we seen some fatal flaws? in the Seahawks game here in the last couple of weeks. I know Shane's all about RW1 this week, this year, so I think he's going to say yes. Um, yes, he's going to bounce back. That game is going to be an absolute shootout. <laughs> um, the, the, the both teams are going to get into the high 20s, low 30s. How many ejections? <laughs> <laughs> Could be at least three. Yeah, I really don't see the, the Cowboys playing much of a defense this week. I'm, I'm going to be sweating that one out. Really, there, there, there's a few matchups here that we'll get into that, that I'm really sweating out. But RW1, you know, he, he's been a long-time Seawolf, you know, prior to prior to this year, prior to the year before, um, from, from really from the other league. So it's, it's going <laughs> to Yeah, really he's, he's actually never been a Seawolf, but... Sorry, he was a... Um, what was he, Paddington Bear? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was a, he was a long time Paddington Bear, so it's really gonna hurt to see him stick me this weekend. <laughs> oh, you're in full blown you win sir mode. This is ridiculous. <laughs> well, yeah, we, somebody has to be humble on this podcast. You have the commissioner talking about how much fun he's having kicking everybody's ass. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I don't. I still don't know what's wrong with that. No, you guys don't like winning. Shane's all all I've had to hear about the last two years is Shane's regular season record. Like and now, now I go out there, I go out there and rip off nine straight, and everyone's got a problem with it. What de- I, got no, I got no problem. What defense playing. should I play this week? Panthers or Cardinals? Um, you got to play the Panthers. Uh, I, I think so too. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. You gotta play the Panthers, I think. Um, Jameis Winston is a turnover machine, <laughs> and that's the difference for me. They're playing for a lot. Jameis Winston turns the ball over a lot, and that's how you score points on defense, special teams. So, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. I was gonna do that anyway. I just that was the one question I felt like wouldn't hurt my team that much faster. So. Yeah, full trans. 
answer 100%. I, uh, I, I really hope that you play the Cardinals here because <laughs> I'm fairly certain Tampa Bay has, has quit on, on the franchise this season. <laughs> and then they're coach. That, that's what I'm really hoping for the Raiders in, in my defense matchup, that they just have that kind of quit in them, that it's week 16, guys. Let, let's start playing for next year. You don't want to be injured going into week one next season, so let, let's pack it in. How fired is Dirk Cutter? Yeah. So fired. He's toast. Oh. He's toast. He's, he just he looks like... I actually thought they were going to hire Gruden on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> It's going to be like Joe Joe Gibbs when he came back to the Redskins for a couple of years. Uh, yeah, Cutter looks like a librarian masquerading as a gym teacher. Like, it's just really weird. He's got the glasses, like, hanging on the bridge of his nose. Yeah, that that team has no respect for him. Um, they need They need something new. All right, we've hinted at the Kelsey and Julio injuries. If both these guys are at less than 100%, do I even have a shot against Phil? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, wow. These are two key players in my lineup. I don't know what's so funny. You have, you have no other good players, so you are, you are just no chance. Gurley's got a road matchup. Oh, God. <laughs> He's worried yeah. about Todd Gurley. He's on the He's road this West week. Coast. Coast, yeah, he's on the road. Um, yes, of course you have a chance because you have a ridiculous lineup. Oh my god, um, that's been outscored by Phil. Early. Like I've been outscored by Phil like every week for the last month. Yeah, doesn't matter, does it? Yeah, whatever. Um, done yes, with you guys. You guys are clowns. You guys are clowns. I'm done with you guys. <laughs> Answers guys. Right. Yeah. So I, I really. Julio is due for his decoy game. Um, he, he really is. I don't think it's happened yet this season. Now, odds are he's going to come out and, and stick it to me alongside RW1, but I could see him, if he's less than 100%, maybe even 50%, just trotting out there as decoy. I know what you guys are doing. I don't like it. You know <laughs> that I'm fragile, okay? And I... <laughs> I am not afraid to pull any triggers, and I'm not a start your studs guy. Like I have no problem sitting that motherfucker this week if I have to. <laughs> no, we touched on this today, and and obviously I don't think I would have the balls to sit Julio Jones. I do. I mean, I know you do. <laughs> I, I actually, I, don't. I mean, I don't. every we've seen this just about every year where he has a game where his ankle flares up. <laughs> it's, it's, it's true. I'm not trying. I'm not trying to be rude or anything. I mean, he he has a week every year where the ankle is a problem, and we see it where he he kind of just runs runs decoy routes out there, and he ends up with two or three catches. Um, yeah. I'll, so I'm almost I'm almost happy that I had the situation with Antonio Brown because I don't have to worry about trotting out a decoy. I'd rather have the guy just be full blown out. Than that fifty percent decoy matchup that we're getting with Julio this weekend. Yeah. Um. The good news for you is, I mean, Atlanta pretty much ha- like, not has to, but they're they're playing for a lot. So yeah. I mean, obviously he's going to give it everything to, to be out there. They're not going to just sit him. I mean, he's he's going to play. He's gonna he's gonna have to practice in full for me to. If he doesn't practice all week, I don't think I can play him because that to me is the clear sign that he's a decoy. If he doesn't if he doesn't practice. 
let, let me ask you this, Kaz. If he doesn't practice, you bench him. He goes out, blows up on Sunday. Do you just immediately resign from the league? Or <laughs> it depends. It depends what kind. If, if D.D. Westbrook goes two for twenty-one again, yeah, probably. But you know, yeah. we, we still like D.D. over here in uh, in Denver. So I think I'd get a D.D. Westbrook jersey if that's the case. Well, right now it's Kamara or Kelsey will be worn at the draft next year. So someone needs to get into my heart to leap ahead of those two guys. Yeah, you would wear a Kelsey jersey. <laughs> I I don't know what's wrong with the guy. I'm not at, I'm not asking I'm not I'm not waking my kids up every morning and watching Travis Kelsey highlights say you guys really need to idolize this guy and wake up like him someday. Like no, he's a really good football player. He's here for my entertainment. That that only. Like just wait. Just wait. Wait till the walls in this podcast office behind me. I'm gonna have a Wilson jersey over here, Stop. a girly jersey over here, Stop. a Kelsey one over here, and yeah. a Kamara one over Stop. here. Stop! Stop! You know that girly jersey's in bed with you. <laughs> I have, you know I have two. Now? I have two of them. I have two girly jerseys. I can hang one up. Yeah, you, you know that one goes tucked in underneath the blanket with you. It's the dude. I haven't lost. I haven't lost in the white one yet this year. I wore. I've worn it every week the last nine weeks. I haven't. I wear it every Sunday. I haven't lost yet. <laughs> Um, All right, how highly do you guys have Juju Smith-Schuster ranked this week with no AB? He's got to be one of the favorite DFS plays this week. Um, Really a great move by Phil picking him up the last couple weeks to as AB handcuff. Yeah, so full disclosure, that handcuff aspect was 100% luck. I was actually thinking about him more as a keeper for next week. That, that I was a handcuff and it just so happened to work out that, that Brown goes down last week. I've got Juju as a surefire wide receiver one this week, probably as like the seventh or eighth best option. I'm He was the first guy I put in my lineup. I, I love him this week. Um, I'm not as high. Um, I think Juju's <laughs> On Juju or two. just in general? <laughs> Both. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I'm not as high on Juju. Uh, I think, he, he, obviously, he's nowhere near the player that Antonio Brown is. Um, I don't think we can just slot him in there like he can with a running back handcuff and expect the, the production. Um, I'd be a little little more worried. I, I still think Juju gets close to 10 points, but I don't think... He's a little too big play dependent for me. Yeah, I have no idea how this Houston-Pittsburgh game is going to go. Um Pittsburgh should throttle them. I think they will throttle them, but um, it is a road game for them, which I don't think there's I mean, Houston's terrible on defense, so I don't think there's any reason to be concerned about that. But with A.B., it's always been A.B., Bell, everyone else. Where do those A.B. targets get distributed? Martavis is going to be in the X. Um, Juju probably in the slot. I could see a little Hayward Bay outside. Um, maybe, you know, they go to Jesse James a little more as a possession guy. Bell's going to get fed, but I can also see them going up 21-28, nothing at halftime, and Bell not playing a lot in the second half. I don't know. So, maybe Bell needs to be the guy that sits down this week in our matchup. Can't risk it. (laughs) Steelers have to win this week. There's no chance Bell's sitting out at all. 
They get up 28 nothing at halftime. You think he plays the whole second half? Probably because their, co- their coach isn't with smart. Four touchdowns, with, with four touchdowns for Bell, I don't think he needs to. <laughs> they're co- fine. Yeah, because their coach isn't smart, and he will probably play him the whole game. Tomlin's one of the best coaches in the NFL. Great clock manager. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Me, me and Shane have other thoughts. I'll get you and Eddie on the podcast next week to praise Mike Tomlin's coaching ability. <laughs> oh, an off-season podcast already. I love it. <laughs> Phil, are you, uh, next question, are you agonizing over this Alex Smith versus Nick Foles decision? No, it's surefire Alex Smith. You ride the horse that brought you to town. You ride the horse that got you here. It's exactly what's, what I'm going to do. Alex Smith, surefire. QB three or four this week. I love the guy. Wow. Wow. <laughs> um, wow. Uh, uh, wow. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't see that, but <coughs> I think Kansas City's found their identity again here the last couple of weeks, and it's we need to run the football. Um, doesn't mean that Alex Smith isn't going to have a good week. I still think he's, he's solid. Uh, Miami's the kind of team that will just not show up at all. Um, so I definitely think Smith has a solid game, but more bottom tier QB one for me. I think this is a tough decision. I think actually even adding Taylor, I think you could legitimately start any one of those three guys and get very similar production. So you're going to have to make the right call this week. Um, it's going to be important. So good luck with that. Um, my question, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what there is to think about. Alex Smith plays at 1 o'clock, Foles plays at 8.30 on, on Monday night. By the time the Eagles play, that, that game could be completely meaningless. They have right? to They have to get Foles reps, though. They can't afford... He's going to rest in week 18. But what, what does reps mean? Does that mean a quarter? You can get reps in a quarter. It's like a preseason game. Uh, I agree to disagree. No, I know. I understand. I'm happy I'm the one making the call, though. No, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Um, I, I don't know. I, I hear what you're saying, but the Eagles need to win this game. Minnesota's not losing to Greenback. Okay. Uh, I mean, crazier things have happened in the NFL, is my point. Yeah. Yeah, like a, a clear touchdown pass being overruled for. A team to lose a game last second before their quarterback throws a pick, but I thought it, I thought it was the right call. I thought it was the right call. Shane and I went back and forth. It's a bad line. rule. Should they have done a fake spike? I agree 100 percent with what they did. It was at the end of the day, you can't, you just can't make that throw. It was the right play call <laughs> and everything. You just can't throw it there into quintuple coverage. Well, absolutely. And the other thing that I don't think a lot of people are talking about is the two guys on the left side of the field just stood there. <laughs> Rodgers was the only one that ran, so the yeah. other guys just went to where the football was being thrown. I mean, it was just horrible planning by Tomlin. What, what the hell was he doing? You gotta love Big um, Ben throwing his team under the bus, too. That, that that whole time the challenge is happening, you have to be talking to your team, here's what happens if it gets overturned. Instead, they were all just standing around watching the monitor, mm-hmm. and then they ran out unprepared and had no idea what to do. That, that, that's the biggest <laughs> strength and weakness of the Steelers, is they're just such an emotional team that they, they can't overcome a setback like that. As soon as that happened, they were done. Here's uh, here's my question for you, Phil. Um, you have a lot of interesting decisions to make, I think, this week. 
Um, you have the Philadelphia defense in there. Yep. In a, in a game where you say this might not matter. Yep. Um, you have Marshawn Lynch and Jared Cook in there in a game yep. where this might not matter. Um, any yep. thoughts? I'm looking at this roster, and I'm, I feel like Stephon Diggs has to be in there. <coughs> I, I've never, first of all, I've never seen a guy make bottles and change diapers during a podcast. This is awesome. <laughs> thank you, thank I, you. I have no ability to do this. I used to have to make my kids sleep on the floor during the podcast when he was a baby. <laughs> I get too fired up, she can't sleep on the floor. <laughs> so, any any thoughts of Stefan Diggs entering the Seawolf lineup this week? No chance in hell does Stefan Diggs enter my lineup. That guy is so inconsistent and has such a low floor that he could he could put up zero points this week. What are you doing over there? Sorry, I'm using my baby barista. He's warming her milk up for. Her. Yeah, sorry. Cut cut that from production, guys. <laughs> I can't. I'm not. I'm not that savvy. Whatever happened, whatever's heard in the audio gets put have, in. Have the, have the tech guys do that. Well, we don't have any. The payroll's too thin. Listeners don't know that. Um, yeah, so Diggs has—he has no place in my lineup. Uh, All right. He's yeah. The, the the floor is just way too low. All right. Wow. I like the I like Diggs. I've played him in Fanduel the last couple of weeks. He has not how'd that go? It's not going well, but I just think I I have faith in him. I I like that Vikings passing attack. I actually think he's been. Almost as productive as Thielen without the touchdowns and like the the big play, the yards per catch. Yeah, I, I say that now and then I'll probably have Diggs in my lineup on Sunday, so talk myself into it. Well, my next question was: Will you regret leaving either Robert Woods or Stephon Diggs on the bench? Yeah, Woods and Lynch is who I'm going back and forth with a lot. Um, and I'll, I'll probably make that that change to your point. The only thing keeping Lynch in my lineup right now is the fact that Matthew Berry said to, to sit him and that he hates him this week. So I, I normally like to go against the grain there. Fair enough. And Shane. I feel like you're going to ask who wins it. Um, no, I got one more question. Will the Kamara versus Ingram winner swing the matchup? Will that be the one that decides it? Probably not, but it's fun that we both have the backs in that offense. Yeah, I think they're both going to put up twenty this week. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a, clockwork. It's going to be a draw. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this was the this is the matchup I think I was most excited about in, the, in this one. Um, I mean, there's a lot. I mean, you have obviously Bell, girl, the top, pretty much the top four running backs are in this matchup. I mean, it's crazy. Um, but yeah, that Ingram Kamara. I mean, if that can swing one way, I mean. That that's pretty much this matchup right there. If, if one of those guys goes down early or something like that, I mean the other guy gets all the work. That that's, that pretty much is going to. I don't think anyone can foresee this matchup. I don't think it, I don't think it's a blowout either way. So I mean, you know Kamara plays with a nose ring in. I did not know that. Yeah. Is it like uh, does it have a special meaning to him or something? I don't know. I I didn't hear. It's he's got the one that like comes in your nostrils like the septum ring. Oh, the bull nose. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. They asked him. He got. He was on. Uh, 
he was on First Things First on FS1. They asked him about it. And he's like, no, I don't care. Like, no one tries to tug at it. I just don't understand why everyone, all the defenders in the league got a problem with it. Like, they all got to talk to me about it. Like, it's some big deal. It's my nose during not theirs. <laughs> so. What, what's crazy about over this here, Kamara's Kamara jersey. thing? What was that? Right over here is where Kamara's jersey is going to go. Yeah, that's great. What's crazy about that is Ingram is the second running back in the office that, offense as I see it going into next year. And he's $15, whereas Kamara's, what, a dollar? Yeah. Um, and I'm thinking about keeping Ingram. I think Ingram's my third keeper right now after Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown. So, go figure. He's going to play with two next year? Brown's going back for 100 if he gets tossed in the draft. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. There's no shot. No one's going 100. How, how many teams have, are sitting on $25? Look how mad Shane's getting because he's going to do it. Look how mad he's getting. There's no more teams that had 225 last year, right? I don't know. Yeah, but I don't think people expected the prices that happened this year with some inflated draft cash totals. <sighs> Bell's going for 100 easy. <sighs> well, you two are going to be the ones to get it there because that's not happening. I, that's ridiculous. <laughs> is that Caitlin Virginia making her podcast debut? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she made it. All right, who wins this one? Hey, baby. <laughs> I'll let you guys go first. Dogs, no reason not to. Yeah, so I've uh, been thinking about this all week. Um, it's championship week. Food tastes a little bit better. <laughs> You know, you, you, you walk outside, you appreciate the, the fresh <laughs> breath of air a little bit more. Birds chirping, even though it's the wintry months here. This is really a, a tale of uh, two completely different teams. You, you've got my team, who uh, this offseason, Jamison Crowder at $5 was my best keeper, right? I, I, I was sitting dead in the water, and I went from worst to potentially first in, in, in turning it around this year cause on the other hand just perennial powerhouse if, if he wins this one you know you, you've got to bring up the name Belichick in the same conversation uh, or may, actually maybe more like Robert Kraft um, but yep uh, <laughs> that's, that's Caitlin saying I agree I agree dad 15 plus oh wow Seawolves by 15 plus. Alright. You heard it here first. Uh, looked a lot at the matchup. I'm pretty excited about this one. Um, wow. Um, I will say that I can't see a scenario where the Seawolves win by 15 plus. Um, I can, look, I can look, however, harder. look harder. see a scenario where the Seawolves do win. I can see... I see this matchup being very competitive. Obviously, these are two very good teams. Um... Le'Veon Bell is going to be a monster this week. That definitely is a plus for you. Um, no reason that he doesn't put up 25 again. Um, that being said, I think Kaz might have the better roster. I think it's a little deeper. I'm a little concerned with Jared Cook, Carlos Hyde, Marshawn Lynch. And you guys are going to get my prediction in my championship preview that will be out. Yeah, right. Trauma. Yeah, oh, right. Oh, man, this weekend. 
as I've been slacking all year this oh year. Oh my god, this is like uh, I just watched the, I just watched the Survivor finale last night. This is like Jeff Probst. The guys have to wait a year until they find out if they won or not. I think Cos has some flaws as well, so this is going to be an interesting pick. Yeah, because I'm. Teaser, folks. Yeah, because I'm. Teaser. There's a chance I run out C.J. Anderson and Jonathan Stewart together this week. That's awful. Yeah, it can't happen. I, th- I will say I think this game is a little lower scoring than than you might expect. So so Shane, um, for for listeners. For our loyal listeners and, and fan base out there that might be downloading it that aren't on the league-wide distribution email, what what link can they find this championship preview at, and, and where can they find it? Well, I don't think that we have a league <laughs> website anymore. I'm we still do. It's just we still have it, I think, but it's not up. Yeah, that's that's cruel, guys. No one was buying into it. We and Eddie had so much fun putting that thing together. That was a good idea. Yeah. Um, Maybe we'll do like a Matthew Berry thing where, you know, his love hate they read it now and put it on the podcast for people that can't read. <laughs> so maybe yeah. we'll do, maybe we'll do an audible book for Shane's Shane's piece. Maybe we should even do a uh, a live podcast on Sunday just for a few minutes. Oh my god! <laughs> really give I, the listeners what they want. I have nothing going on on Sunday. I really don't have any family Christmas stuff or anything. So. Oh, I'm I'm swamped on Sunday. Yeah, I'm shocked. I have a I have a big Saturday actually. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going I'm going to the ret- return to the scene of the crime where uh, cause once almost ended my life. Um, Hidden Valley Golf Course. Oh God. <laughs> Going to be uh, playing a scramble there on Saturday. Wow. The, stay away from the driving range. The games are Sunday though, Shane. There's a couple. There's two Saturday. Yeah. Who is it? Um, Saturday games. Vikings, Packers. Vikings, Packers, yeah. and... Vikings, Packers is the night game. Um, can't remember which Ra- one. Ravens, Ravens, Colts. Yeah. <coughs> so not a whole lot going on for our league. Possibly Stefan Diggs. <laughs> All right. Um, now this has been a great year. Uh, thank you everyone for their participation in the 2017 season playoff party, January 13th, round two of the NFL playoffs at Fegley's house, Saturday. So we'll have the four and the 8:30 games, or the 4:30 and the eight games. Um, Fegley's going to host. We'll all kind of pitch in, help out with food. He's going to smoke some ribs in the smoker for us too. So. Looking forward to that. I haven't gotten the official confirmation from his wife yet if we're allowed to come, but um, I think she's going to let that pass. So, Uh, this is a pushover. Yeah, she'll she'll yeah she'll she's going to make taco dip too, so it's going to be great. So, looking forward to that. I'll get an email out about that. We'll celebrate the 2017 season, crown our new champion or old champion, depending on who it is. Um, Robert Kraft. I'll click. Exciting and disappointing championship for me. I don't want to see either of you win. <laughs> uh, you win, you win, you get to two championships in the league. 
Phil wins and he ends just a decade of misery. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just it's just a nightmare situation for me. No, misery is definitely the right word. It would really uh, end a long time of heartbreak here, including the team I had with Julio Jones. You know, shout out to the 2014 Paddington Bears with Julio Jones, Jordy Nelson, and Aaron Rodgers that didn't make it past the second round of the playoffs. That's when you said you were done with that clown, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I've drafted him since. What's that tell you? <laughs> um, other things on deck at the playoff party. I'll collect Spears' league fee. Um, I will pay out everyone else that won money. And we will talk about rule changes for 2018. I also heard from Spears. Carson Wentz will be on the trade block at the playoff party. Shane. He's- He's already been on the block today. Oh, you guys been talking? Nice. Good stuff. No, no. Violation of league rules. Violation of league rules. You cannot enter a trade discussion outside of the trading window. Everybody knows that. I... <laughs> you can make discussions. You can't, yeah. you can't cause. Yeah. This falls under that personal conduct policy <laughs> that we were talking about earlier. Yeah, up on the table for next year is a uh, Goodell-like personal conduct policy <laughs> where the commission of the league can just autom- randomly suspend people for as long as he wants. Phil suggested I suspend my dad for the first four weeks of next year for picking up players this week. And, and you, you can appeal, and Cos will hear the appeal. Yep. And I feel, uh, I feel like you've already been doing that by the trades you've been making the last three years. <laughs> All right, that's the first one. You're out for the first four weeks next year. <laughs> All right, thank you for joining me tonight. This was fun. Happy to talk. A matchup that I'm very excited about, too. Always love playing my rivals in the league. Phil, you were one of them. So I'm happy. Um, Either way, whoever wins, I think they earned it. Both of us would be well-deserved 2017 champions this year. So did it in a little different ways, but I think we both did it well. So best of luck. I hope I kick your ass. And uh, this is it. Signing off. I'm not going to have any music because my computer died. But uh, I'm just going to hit the... Yeah, there we go. Yeah, sounds close to it. All right, thanks, guys.